Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Kelly Kubis. She is a certified life coach based in Toronto. How are you doing today, Kelly? I'm doing well, Brad. Thanks for asking. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. How was your weekend? How's your morning going? My weekend was good. I was lazy and I needed it. So um, yeah, my weekend was good. My morning's just as good for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> no. Never as know what it, today's going to bring. Yeah, very true. Very true. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to be here and share a bit about your story and your journey with us here today. I appreciate you taking the time and I appreciate you. Thank you. And I'm so happy to be here, actually. And thank you for having me. It is my pleasure and honor. So let's jump in. Kelly, you are an entrepreneur and as I mentioned, a life coach. And of course, last but certainly not least, a mother of three. How long have you been a coach for now? It's almost two years, but I actually feel like I've been a coach all my life, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) What type of coaching services do you provide to your clients? So transformation and change. Okay is is the big one for me i also bring certain life experience to the table as you know going through a divorce so that seems to be something that i attract as well okay now is the focus of your coaching business solely or primarily on women and if so why solely women um it it sort of happens that way by default, I think. You know, I do coach, I say, I would say 75% is women okay, and 25% is men. It just organically happens that way. Yeah, just organically. I don't discriminate, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> How is it for you coaching men versus women? How do you find that experience personally? You know what? I'm absolutely a people person, so... I can relate really well with men. Years ago, uh, one of my first jobs was working for a men's hairpiece company. Okay. So, you know, I can identify with men and, and easily for me. Okay. Yeah. Now, I know you've been through your own personal struggles. Was this the catalyst for your journey into entrepreneurship and becoming a, a certified life coach? I would say yes, absolutely. Maybe initially, you know, being an entrepreneur, I look at everything as an exciting possibility. And, you know, as I'm aging, I would like to have some freedom in my life. So initially, I looked at coaching as as a way for me to do what I love and to have some freedom. Right. Going through that journey of coaching really uncovered a lot of, of who I am and who I wanted to be and maybe things that weren't unresolved. So learning for everyone. 
<laughs> well, learning's good. I mean, when when the teacher learns, it's good for the students. So, can you talk to us a bit about your own personal journey and struggles that led you into coaching? Yeah. So I would say probably one of the most recent struggles was my own divorce, and. I, I didn't know anything about coaching at the time. Probably, I mean, who knows where I'd be if coaching was available to me or I knew it was available to me many, many years ago. I, I went through therapy for my, my divorce. Okay. You know, which was helpful. You know, digging into the past isn't easy. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Helpful to make you have a decision or to come to a decision, but it doesn't really allow you to explore you know, possibilities and excitement, which is what coaching does. Right. And so my personal struggle, you know, of divorce was the most recent. And, you know, I had to make some really, really difficult decisions in my divorce. It was four and a half year process. Wow. (laughs) My ex-husband ended up going to jail because he didn't want to pay support. And so I had to come to those decisions, which definitely weren't easy for me. So that was a difficult time, but that helps me to, you know, bring that insight to someone else who's going through those struggles. And when you're in it, you know, you feel like you're so far down in a hole, you're never going to come out. Yeah. It's really nice to be able to let somebody know, Hey, you know, you can do this too, and you're going to be okay. Yeah. In the end, and you don't have to go through this process living in panic and fear and survival mode. You know, you can choose to go through it in a calmer, confident, supportive way. Right. Now, do you find that your clients, a lot of them are divorcees? Like because of what you've been through, um, like attracts like usually. So do you find that a good portion or a good percentage of your clients are wanting help with getting through a divorce? Funny enough, I would say right now it is, it's probably about half. Okay. But the other half, I mean, are from even school principals, just people wanting people who are stuck. Yeah. They just want to change. They they just don't, you can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. So I kind of walk them through and, and imagine, right? That's where it all starts is just imagining what you want your life to be like. Yeah, people, I guess that guidance, that's that's what people are looking for. And especially now during these times, what the world is going through, the current world climate, I think it's probably needed more than ever now. Mm. That's so true. What was the breaking point or light bulb moment for you with your own personal story where you said to yourself, okay, I have to stop this and start putting me and the kids first. And that's that. I guess if we're talking about my divorce light yeah. bulb moment, cause I'm always having light bulb moments, but <laughs> <laughs> thank God, I guess at that point we were going to a therapist and my marriage was abusive And when my therapist or our therapist said to my ex, do you know that Kelly is terrified of you? And he actually said, yes. Wow. I was 
stunned. I mean, that for me, I just looked because I made excuses all along for his behavior. Oh, he drank too much. Oh, he lost this business account. He's stressed at work. But to actually hear him say those words, I was dumbfounded. And Uh that was a big light bulb moment. I can't even imagine that must have been unbelievable. Yeah, that was, I still feel it in my throat to even say it. I'm sure. Yeah. So for you, how did you overcome your personal struggles? How did you get through that? I've always been someone to, I might take a minute to figure out what I want to do. But the moment I know what I'm going to do, I'm I'm off to the races. I'm already there in my mind. (laughs) You're in the starting gate. I'm in the starting gate, gone through the starting gate. Like that's a really nice analogy you just gave (laughs) because I'm there in that starting gate thinking, thinking. And as soon as I've made up my mind, I am gone off to the races and I'm already there in my head. So that was probably one moment for me. Yeah. And then I just kick in and I'm off. I'm going, I know where I'm going. How have these experiences helped shape the Kelly or today? Do you think? You know, I always feel like our life experiences, or I'll speak to my own, are a double-edged sword. You know, they may suck and be the hardest parts of your life. But, you know, when you make that choice to look at it in a different way, those are also the big strong points that you bring to the table. You know, my mother always moved, so there was a part of me that, you know, never had that secure feeling of being somewhere, but I had to make new friends. I had to adapt. I had to figure it out. Yeah. And so that, you know, that double-edged sword experience really does shape you into the person you are. It all depends on how you want to use it. Right. Right. Perspective is, is everything right. Mindset and perspective. Yeah. And choice. Yes. How would you say these experiences you've been through helped you become a better coach for your clients and your business, do you think? I would say intuition. I have a really strong intuition. And to be able to call somebody out or or realize something in that moment, but not be attached to it in any way, and relatability. You know, it doesn't matter what situation I am in, whether it's a CEO of a company or somebody who's living on the streets, I I can relate. Okay. Relatability. That's incredibly important for sure. And especially as a coach, Mm -hmm. you have said that you've become the entrepreneur of your life. Can you explain what you, what that means, what -hmm. you meant by that term? I actually love that term. It makes me excited just in the sense of, you know, possibilities, looking at something and seeing it in a different way. That's sort of my definition of an entrepreneur. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make money at something, right? but just to imagine looking at one thing and going, oh my God, this could be this, or I could do that. And to look at your life in that way is really exciting. Yeah. When I, when I saw that term and I was reading through your bio and stuff and saw that, that term just jumped off the page, off the paper at me. I was like, yeah, I love that term. That's a great term. Mm. What is your favorite or most inspiring part about being a coach and helping people? I think 
And I always want to separate my ego from that. You know, it's, it's difficult, especially in the learning parts of coaching and you always have to pull back, you know, but to see somebody transform, you know, and not make it a testament to me, but to them, Uh you know, is, is so gratifying to just see the people all have those possibilities in themselves and to actually see them, you know, hold, hone them and grab onto them. It's like the little chick flying out of the nest. <laughs> I like that oh. analogy. Yeah. <laughs> the mama bird watching the babies fly. Yeah. It's, it's really gratifying. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? I think one of the most important things that I've learned, and I'm still still learning this and practicing it, is how much our thoughts dictate how we feel in our body. And right now I have something on my phone that says, have the feeling of every day being a Saturday. You know, <laughs> what we think tells us how to feel. So if we live in survival and panic and, you know, that's how we get sick. That's how we, you know, wake up in the morning panicked or through the night. But if we can change those, you know, and it is science, our neural pathways. If we can make those changes become a habit, who doesn't want to walk calmly in their life? Yeah, for sure. To date, Kelly, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? My children. Always my children. (laughs) Uh, Well, not always. (laughs) There are those days. Yes, I'm sure. Now, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I would say that. I mean, because it's those moments, and I have, you know, I have a close relationship with my children. So to sit, maybe my son comes home when when he was able to go out at two in the morning and. You know, I might be sleeping, but get up and hear about his night or this girl or that girl. Yeah. You know, to be able to have that conversation with. How, how old are your kids? My boys are 24 and 25. Okay. And my daughter is 30s. Okay. Yeah. So to be able to have that connection with them and sometimes, you know, or to go out, they think I'm fun still. So <laughs> that's a good thing. Good thing. <laughs> So that, that for me is, that's it. If I didn't have that, like really what else matters if you don't have your family? What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I would say my resilience is one and walking the talk. You know, I, I was raised, didn't have money. I mean, my mother, myself and her girlfriend lived in a one bedroom apartment, you know, where three single beds, I had to jump over to get to my own bed. I never worry about money. And somehow I'm, I'm not on a park bench. You know, <laughs> That's a good thing. You know, I, I live a nice life. So resilience is, is one thing for me. And again, I have to say my, um, my relatability. Yeah. Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? Mm, it's a feeling. It's a feeling of being any situation or being in a situation and it's okay. That is success for me. Okay. 
what would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Grow some balls. <laughs> Can I say Grow that? Grow some balls. Yeah, of course. Say that. So yeah. when I was going through my situation of a divorce and it came to a point where my ex ha- was going to go to jail mm-hmm. and my son at the time and, and, you know, I have to let you know that my ex was living in a penthouse, had, you know, seven companies. So it wasn't, wow. he didn't go to jail because he couldn't pay Yeah, he jail because he, well, first of all, he never thought he was going to go, but it was because he chose, he didn't want a divorce. So he didn't want to pay. So one of my sons came to me and said, you know, you can stop this mom. Why are you doing this? And in that moment, I was speaking to a friend of mine who she she's in her seventies and she's probably one of the oldest hippies out there who, <laughs> you know, who said to me, how will you ever get anyone to respect you? If you don't respect yourself, grow some fucking balls. <laughs> I love it. Wow. That's, that's blunt and to the point. And that was, I stood up to my son, which is probably the hardest thing I ever had to do. And it actually changed my life in terms of me being able to stand up for myself. So if I can do that, I can do anything. Yeah, very true. (laughs) I love it. I hope that's not going to be on my tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) Grow some balls. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Again, I think it it means for me to approach different scenarios in my life and feel exactly how I want to feel, you know, in that moment. Yeah. So if I'm going to a business meeting, I want to have my business hat on and feel in control. If I'm going to out with my girlfriends, I want to wear my party hat and have fun. Yeah. So it's just being able to be how I want to be in that moment and not be stressed about being a certain way. Okay. What does the word empowerment mean to you? I feel like it's exactly the same thing, actually. Just, I want to feel, to be empowered means to feel good in my body, to feel strong if I want to be strong to feel calm if I want to feel calm it's to approach anything in my life in that way in my body not in my head yeah a feeling what was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you a turning point in your life what was a turning point in my life there's many you know there's many turning points in my life there's turning points when I actually, you know, said I want a divorce, you know. What was finally, one that really sticks out for you? I'm going to say it's probably, I, it's probably the most recent when I realized I had a choice to live my life in any way that I wanted. Okay. And I think it was through meditation, to be honest with you. What are you most proud of? I think, again, it's I'm most proud of my children and the relationship that I have with them. It wasn't always easy. It's it's not easy, you know, but it is probably what I am 
most proud of is the relationship that I have with them. Well, being a parent is the toughest job in the world, I would have to say. Yeah, it is. 100%. Kids don't come with an instruction manual. We're not taught. I mean, yes, we learn certain things from our parents about parenting, but I mean, you're really just thrown in the deep end and kind of figure it out. Yeah. My grandmother used to say to me, you know, when they're small, they're small problems. When they're big, they're big problems. Yeah. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. Very true. I've heard many parents say, I wish I could take have these kids back to when they were just young. The problems were a lot more manageable or a lot easier to handle. Yeah, and, and you know, there's also a saying too, you know, you're only as happy as your most unhappy child. Oh, I've never heard that one before. That's interesting. Yeah, and especially now, you know, in these times. Yeah, well, that's a whole other episode, I think. <laughs> All right, let's not go there. Let's not say the C word. Yeah. (laughs) Kelly, what's one of your biggest failures or teachable moments? And what did you learn from it? I think acting, if I look back now, it would be acting out of fear. Any of my biggest failures were not because I didn't know to do something different. It was because I acted out of fear instead of knowing. Okay. What do you think the most common reason for people failing or giving up is? I'm going to say maybe just not even knowing the choices that are available to them. What's your personal motto? My personal motto, and I don't know who said this, but I I take it as my own. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) It is life may not be the party we had hoped for, but while we are here, we should dance. I love that. That's a great one. I love that one too, because I love dancing. I have to find out who said that. (laughs) Do you know who said it? No, I have to find out. Yeah. I'm curious to know. I love it though. That's that's a great motto to live by for sure. Mm -hmm. What was your dream job as a child? A teacher always wanted to be a teacher so why didn't you follow that path I didn't stay in school okay I didn't stay in school I was actually in grade eight I was picked to go to grade nine and get an extra credit so I was smart but my home life was not great right you know school became an escape for me my mother would drive me to the front doors and I'd end up out in the back playing yeah so okay uh, that's why I didn't become a teacher. I didn't stay in school. All right. Do you regret that? Do you think about that much? I think there was a point where I did because I do value education. Yeah. And, you know, I, I stress that to my children as well. So I, I think I don't really have regrets in the sense of it didn't hurt me. Yeah. In terms of, of my income or career. But I, I still think education is a value. Hey, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. Oh, let's go. <laughs> so the next group of questions. Shit, you, questions. Like one, sorry. I said, shit, where's the questions? <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe yourself in one word? Misunderstood. Money or fame? Money. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. 
If you were writing your autobiography, what would the title be? Dancing My Way Through Life, One Song at a Time. Love that. That's awesome. Aside from necessities, what's one thing you could absolutely not go without? People. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Compassion. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? A great man. (laughs) Yeah, money certainly cannot buy that. (laughs) If you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, what song would that be? Can I have two? Sure. What a Wonderful World, Louis Armstrong. Yeah. And Let's Groove Tonight, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Excellent choice. This is a great track. Entrepreneur life is? Exciting. If I had an extra hour a day, I would? Get my ass out to exercise, but that's a cop out. (laughs) My favorite way to unwind is? I have two. Okay. Candlelit bath and sex. All right. Mom life is? The best and the worst. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? Oh, my grandmother. See, I even get choked saying it. She was the most non-judgmental person I've ever known. The most loving. Didn't judge way ahead of her time. If I can sum her up, she had... 11 grandchildren, if you asked every single one of us who was her favorite, we would all say ourselves. (laughs) But I really was the favorite. (laughs) But you really were. But I really was. (laughs) And if I asked one of the others, they'd say the same thing. Absolutely. (laughs) If you could sit down and have a one-hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why? That, again, would be my grandmother. Yeah. And just to let her know how much she impacted my life. Amazing. What's the most recent investment you've made in yourself, Kelly? Expanding my coaching skills. So training courses, things like that? Yeah, continuously expanding those skills on different methods, different meditations, different insights. How would you like to be remembered? Am I going somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Are you? (laughs) I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) I would say I would like to be remembered that I did live my life without regrets. I say that to my kids all the time. Don't cry for me. I've lived my life without regrets. Yeah. I'd like to be remembered as a good mom, good friend, and a good person. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what piece of advice would that be? That would be to feel safe no matter where you are and that you're going to be fine. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? Hmm. Where do you feel most at home in your body? Okay. Where do you feel most at home? (laughs) I want to ask you, though. (laughs) (laughs) I feel most at home in a simple setting or conversation. When I'm with somebody I care about and just sitting, having a good conversation. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Mm, I think it would be something like, you know, live a life of passion, have fun, 
and explore all the possibilities that make you excited in your life. Live your life with integrity and basically be nice and just keep it simple. Simple is good. And being nice is is important. Yet we as human beings have such a hard time grasping that concept and, and being nice to one another. I agree. It's crazy. It's such a simple, simple concept that doesn't cost you anything. Yet we struggle so much with that. It's true. It's true. Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. I appreciate you and you are now part of the Empowerography community. So thank you for being a part of the community and for sharing with us here today. Well, Brad, it was really, really fun actually chatting with you. I do appreciate all the work that you do and, and I do know your story as well. And thank you for sharing that with all of us. And it's really important to have a man take such an interest in women and and just take the time to listen. So I do appreciate you and the work you do. And thank you for having me on. Thank you. That, That truly means a lot to me. It's nice to hear that what I'm doing is appreciated. And I mean, I absolutely love with every fiber of my being, what I do. And I'm, I love being able to sit with each and every one of you incredibly inspiring women and, and help share your stories and get the word out there about what you do and talk about your struggles. And hopefully, I mean, the ultimate hope is that we can help reach and inspire as many women as we possibly can through these stories. So it's, it's an absolute honor and pleasure for me to, to, hold space and sit with each one of you and hear your stories. So thank you all for being part of the community and for allowing me to, to hold space for each and every one of you. It's, it's an incredible feeling to be able to do that. Beautiful. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Kelly Kubis. She is a certified life coach based right here in Toronto. Thank you, Kelly. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.